Welcome to the latest episode of the Women's Hockey Digest. I'm your host Stephen Edwards and tonight I'm delighted to be joined by Emily Fluke from the Connecticut Whale and Rebecca Russo from the Metropolitan Riveters. First up is Emily Fluke. Delighted to welcome Emily Fluke from the Connecticut Whale to the podcast. Emily, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? It's great, Steve. Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's on the back end of a, a great victory at the weekend. But before we get into that, I do like to try and find out how people got started in hockey. So for yourself, when did you first have an interest in the game? And who were some of the players you idolized growing up? Yeah, so I have an older brother. He's about a little over a year older than me. And growing up, I kind of wanted to do everything he was doing. So I think he brought a, a flyer home from school one day when he was like six. And was like, Mom, I want to sign up. And I went to one of the practices and I was like I'm, I'm definitely doing this and and then I got signed up too and it just we, we fell in love with it and then my younger brothers played too and and I guess players growing up I'm, a, I'm from Massachusetts I'm a big Boston sports fan um I loved watching Ray Bork I'm a forward so I don't know why I liked him so much but he was just a big uh, Bruins influence growing up um Bobby Orr I kind of missed his time but uh, he lived in my town, actually, and I've got to meet him before. So he's a he's an idol of mine as well. So you just talked about like two Boston legends there. I mean, myself, I'm a Colorado Avalanche fan, so I think of Ray Bork a little bit differently when he lifted a cup after moving to Colorado. And I thought that was a, that's a great moment in sports. But I'm a bit surprised with you being a forward. You didn't mention a guy like Cam Neely. Um, yeah, I mean, I went to I actually went to Cam Neely night in Boston, so I'm I'm a Cam Neely fan too. Uh, Pretty big Wayne Gretzky fan. Uh, I think my brother was like obsessed with Wayne Gretzky, so I I jumped on that bandwagon too. But he was never on one of my teams. But <laughs> have to respect him. He's another legend. So you're still a Bruins fan now? Absolutely. I was at a game last night. So outside of hockey, uh, growing up, did you excel at any other sports? Um, I, yeah. So I'm. I love sports. Like I said, me and my brother played so many sports. I grew up playing field hockey, ice hockey, obviously lacrosse, basketball. Um, I played field hockey and lacrosse in college, and I actually played two years of lacrosse in college as well before I just decided to focus on um, ice hockey. So in terms of hockey, um, I understand you, you took some time away from hockey and then the opportunity came to play in the NWHL. How did that opportunity come about? Yeah, so like you said, I, when I graduated, I I didn't really know of the league. It was its first year, and kind of by the time I, I found out, it was too late to do anything about it and decided to focus on my career a little bit, and I'd wanted to play since the, the first season. So I, I, I got back into coaching, which kind of got me back on the ice and realized you know, I really wanted to play. I, was, I liked coaching, but I was like, I want to be on the ice. And so I just kind of signed up for a free agent camp on a whim was really excited that I even got invited and then when I got the chance to to play for the whale it, it was it was a dream come true I think this is it I mean the league has opened up some really great opportunities for people like yourself and other players that are joining the league right from the get-go or players that are joining the league this season yeah absolutely how do you kind of prepare for the game and do you have any rituals you have on game day yeah so we've only had two games so far, both on, on Saturday. So I think the big thing is just getting, you know, making sure I get a good night's sleep on Friday, have a nice meal. Uh, they've, we've had a day game and a, and a away game technically. So I'm from Boston. I live in Boston, like 10 minutes from warrior. So 
both games I haven't really had to travel from. Last game I was in Connecticut, so just got you know get up, have a good breakfast, get a stretch in, do a little biking, and then fortunately I've been really close to the rink, so I haven't had that long bus bus trip yet. Um, when I get to the rink, I think we have everyone kind of has their own thing for a little bit, but it's I'm still I don't really have any any long rituals. Uh, just just get a good stretch in and ready for the game. So in terms of like you talk about there, the um, those long coach trips, how do you tend to pass the time on those? Because, I mean, I know from my in-person experience, I don't really like a long coach journey. Yeah, I guess like from, from my experience in, in college, I just, I'm, I'm a pretty like professional napper. Um, so I pretty much <laughs> fall asleep for a lot of the time of it. And uh, I, you know, put the headphones in, listen to music. Uh, if anyone's, if I can't sleep, anyone's up, I'll pretty much just bother someone and make them talk to me for a while. Um, you know, just getting excited for the game. But besides that, I mean, you can usually find me asleep in the back of the bus somewhere. What was it like? Because you're coming to this league this season, so you're a rookie. What was it like getting out onto the ice for that very first game? Were you overexcited or were you quite calm? You know, how, how did you feel? Uh, I'm definitely the, the former. I was you know, super excited. I think that's the way that I play and how I like to get myself pumped up. I'm, I'm not, you know, quiet and calm and collected. I'm, you know, have a lot of energy and I like to get other people excited for the game. And, and I was just so excited for the opportunity and to, to play. My family was able to come to the game and for them to see me play again was, was really special. So I was just really ecstatic. Uh, and this weekend's game just gone. Um, I want to talk about it from a personal standpoint, really, first of all. I mean, you scored your first goal in the NWHL, and not only that, but it was a game-winning goal as well. Where does that stand for you in your achievements in your career as it stands right now? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was so exciting. Um, it's, it was one of the most fun I've had playing hockey in my career, and I've you know had a lot of fun moments, but the, the atmosphere was a packed, stadium um like i said i'm i live close by so i had and my family is in massachusetts so i had my grandma and my parents my brothers uncles cousins aunts and then a ton of friends were able to make it to the game and some people from work were there and it was just to have that support and then you know be able to be the one to get the goal i, I couldn't believe it so it's uh it's definitely a moment i won't forget and it's always good to get that first one over with and hopefully there'll be more to come no, so I think that's something that, I, from speaking to a lot of players, it's always good to get that first one in. Otherwise, do you tend to think, you know, when is that first goal going to come? Yeah, in my freshman year of college, I, I, I felt like my I didn't get a goal until, like, I don't even know, maybe 15 games into the season. And I was, you know, playing a lot, but I just couldn't find the back of the net for, you know, for my first my first college goal. And so to get, get it over with is just kind of a, a weight off the back and then, Hopefully, you can keep it going and build on that. So, from your own mindset point of view, if you do go through like a, a barren spell like that where you don't score, do you feel the pressure? Do you like try and change things up a little bit? I mean, how do you tend to try and cope with that? It's always it's always tough. I think you know if you're, if, I think you have to find your your role on the team, and I'm obviously still trying to find that. We've only yeah. had two games. And I think when when you're not scoring, you need to find a, a different role, and you know you need to you need to get out there. And I like to just you know keep shooting, and if and not getting your head too much, but to just yeah. in practice always find you know five time five minutes or 
outside of practice and just really be shooting. I think a big part of it is just being in the right place, being in the right time and just being ready to shoot the puck and, and not thinking about the outcome of it, just putting it on net and, and uh, going after the rebound. So I think that if you're not scoring and, and that's, that's not your role right now, then just stepping up, you know, whether that's defensively on uh, special teams, if you're on the yeah. PK, whatever that is, is finding a different role and, and just working, working on, working on getting that shot better. And, and hopefully it'll come to you over time, but not getting too hard on yourself kind of believe that the goal will come you know patience and I think it's like anything else is that once you get one it seems though then goals tend to come in bunches don't they well I sure hope so <laughs> <laughs> looking at the team as a whole on opening weekend she was down 3-0 scored a couple of goals to try and get back into that game but didn't come anything out of it then this week go behind again but managed to come back and win that game is there any concerns at the moment about the fact that, th- that you are falling behind um, to me, I think it's more of a testament of our team's resilience. Obviously, yeah. we don't want to, you know, start the game behind. You don't want to pick it up once you're down. But I think that we've taken the positive out of it that we have came back twice. You know, obviously the first time not the outcome we wanted to wanted to have. The second time, you know, a positive outcome. But to be able to come back like that, I think is 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 really impressive. And so we can build on that versus you know giving up. We, we can work on not giving up the first goal, but to be a team that can come back like that is really important. In terms of looking ahead to this weekend's game, you've got a game against the Riveters. They've won both of their first two games. What are your thoughts going into that game? I think we have the same mindset. I, we, we're going to take you know every every game as it as it comes. I think we're really excited for it. Obviously, they've had two really good games. They're a really good team. And, you know, we'd love to be the ones to upset them. It's a home game for us. And so we're just excited to play that game. No, and I think this is it. I mean, it's going to be another great weekend of hockey. But for now, I'd like to thank you for joining me today, Emily, on the podcast. And I want to wish you and the team the very best for this season. Oh, thank you, Steve. Great stuff from Emily. Now time for Rebecca Russo. Delighted to welcome Rebecca Russo from the Metropolitan Riveters to the podcast. Rebecca, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? I'm going. It's going great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this. Hey, we get a chance to talk some NWHL hockey. But before we do that, I'd like to just go back a little bit in time and talk about your time before you joined this wonderful league. So who were some of the players you enjoyed watching when you were growing up and first getting into hockey? Um, I mean, I always enjoyed just watching NHL games in general. Um, obviously, when I was a young young girl, I didn't have the NWHL to look up to, so it was an NHL for not only me but everyone um, aspiring to be a professional athlete, not knowing what was going to be next for us. So um, I grew up a Rangers fan. Uh, my dad, you know, brought me to my first Rangers game when I was little. Um, I inst- instantly fell in love with Marc Messier and St. Louis. I was a big Sean Avery fan. Um, and now um, growing growing the game for the National Women's Hockey League is amazing um, for not only me and uh, the other professional athletes in the league, but uh, for the younger generations. And it's, it's exciting to see, um, you know, us as role models for these young girls. And um, I'm just really excited for whatever's next. I think you touched on a great point there. Back when, obviously, when you first started playing hockey, you didn't kind of see where your path might lead to, whereas now there is a much clearer path. Exactly. I mean, the women's 
sport for hockey, it's just continuing to grow, and it's it's amazing to see. And it's not only just the NWHL or the CWHL, but it's college. And then you you know you backtrack. It's youth hockey. It's it's high school. I went to Shattuck St. Mary's, the most amazing school for hockey, center of excellence for hockey. I mean, it's just growing, starting from youth hockey. I mean, I played Miss Fairfield my entire life. Played boys hockey, and now you know the Miss Fairfield Connecticut Stars, which my dad. Um, made created when I was, you know, a Bantam major when hitting was a little too um, aggressive for me. So I went over to the girls side, but um, to see the amazing sport that it's, you know, grown into, it's, it's just, it, it's, it's, I'm speechless to think that, you know, I play this wonderful sport and I'm so happy for um, the younger generations who can look up to us now instead of just the NHL guys. I think that's it, isn't it, as well? And I think the one thing that I get, first of all, whenever I speak to people like yourself and, and some of the other players I've spoken to around the league, is that the fact that you're embracing being role models and you want to be there for the next generation to look up to and be able to see where they can get to. Exactly. I mean, the NWHL has done an amazing job with uh, being involved in the com- community and not just showing up at... Um, let's just say when I went to the Migray Expo with my teammate, Courtney Burke, um, we, we sit down after every single game and we wait till the last person in line is through the autograph line and we autograph pictures, we autograph pucks, we autograph phones, we autograph hands, we, we even autograph <laughs> foreheads. I autographed a forehead once. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing this league. I mean, uh, the, the support we get from fans from all over and, um, you know, watching on Twitter, you know, people wanting it to expand and it will expand and it can expand with the help of the, not only us, but the fans. And, um, it's just amazing support. And we're so fortunate to, um, especially us, the Metropolitan Riveters, um, to have the devils, uh, be our partners. I mean, it's amazing facility. And, um, you know, I love going to the rink, um, twice a week and on the weekends for games. So um, I'm just, I'm really honored and blessed to be a part of this league. I really am. And when you think for someone like yourself, you, know, you grew up being a Rangers fan, you know, watching NHL hockey, then watching how the women's game has evolved and then to be able to play in an NHL rink to open this season. That's really quite incredible for, for yourself and, and for the game itself. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, who would have thought that um, Rebecca Russo, um, from Westport, Connecticut, was going to be playing in the Prudential Center um, for her second NHL, NWHL season. So it's it's bring you know it's hard to put into words how um, honored I am, and um, I'm just so you know fortunate to be you know brought up in this in this hockey community. You know I couldn't do it without my parents. I mean they drove me all the way to Quebec and all over Canada and the United States. It's like I couldn't do it without them, and um, so I have to give you know them most ninety nine point nine percent of the uh, credit for you know where I am today because I I wouldn't be you know where I am today without my family and the support that I get. Just before we um, talk about this season, I just want to go back to last season for a moment because it was your first season in the league, and you got a chance to play in the All Star game. You scored in that. You won the fastest skater skills competition as well. What do you remember about that All Star weekend? I just remember seeing the amount of fans and the young girls in the stands. I mean, it was an unbelievable experience. It was so much fun. We got to go on the ice before the all-star uh, competition and 
we did a clinic with like over a hundred girls. So that was, you know, started the weekend off great. Um, so it was just an amazing experience. And I had the chance to meet new p- people that I wouldn't have met. Um, I know the league is small, but, um, you know, I was on a line with Hillary Knight and that's yeah. an Olympian. Um, I did live with Amanda Kessel for the past year. Um, but I mean, it was, it was something special and, um, it could really be successful in the NWHL expanding down to Pittsburgh because it's an amazing hockey community. The fans in Pittsburgh are like craving NWHL hockey. I mean, to have your star weekend down there, it was incredibly successful. And I do agree with you. I think, you know, to have a team down there, I can only see success for it. I mean, it's, it's pretty much the home of hockey right now. Moving away from the, the All-Star Weekend that we talked about for last season and coming into this season, and the Riveters have got off to a hell of a start. You're 2-0 on the season. How pleasing is that? Um, I mean, it's amazing because uh, not only did we bring back over 50% of our team from last year, um, which is amazing because we are a very close-knit team, and as cliche as it sounds, we are a family off the ice, which helps um, on the ice with uh, chemistry and winning games and stuff like that. But um, to come back with unfinished business from last season is um, in the back of every single girl's mind on our team, which is amazing because um, I think with that attitude and with that mindset, we're going to be really successful. And I think we've shown the NWHL and the fans that are watching that um, the Riveters are you know, going to be uh, great this season. And I'm excited for uh, the rest of the season and um, focusing on this weekend. We have practice tonight, uh, focusing on this weekend and beating Connecticut. This is it. You're looking for uh, three in a row. I just want to touch on, obviously, last week's game. It's got on an awful lot of publicity. What were some of your thoughts around the game? Because it was a, a very stop-start affair, very penalty-ridden game. What were some of your thoughts about it? Right. I mean, when we heard that we were going to Rochester, um, brought back memories from, you know, heading there for national camp. I went there for uh, my U14 and U15 years and then moved to St. Cloud in Minnesota. But um, we were really excited. I mean, it's an amazing tournament and a lot of fans, which it did. I mean, when we came out for warm-ups, it was packed. So that was really exciting. And then speaking of the game, um, I mean, I thought we started off a little bit slow in the first period. And then our second period, I think, was one of the best periods we've we've had of the team. Uh, thus far in the season. Um, but yeah, it was very, it was very, you know, the flow was down because of the whistles, um, but it was a hard fought game. Um, Is there a concern maybe that that will carry over into the next game? I mean, I think the rivalry itself will carry over. Um, you know, there was a fight towards the end of the game in the third period. So, I mean, I hope that doesn't happen because, um, you know, we don't want to be showcasing that type of hockey and mm. to the young girls in the stands watching, um, so, I mean, I think 100% the rivalry is going to continue over, you know, the rest of the season and the rest of the NWHL going, moving forward. But um, I hope, you know, the fights and that stuff doesn't really happen. But it's going to be an amazing game. And all season, versus every team, it's going to be, you know, a few-goal game or one-goal game. So I'm looking forward to it. I mean, obviously, this weekend, you, you de-played a while. As I said, you, you know, you're 2-0 in the season. What do you think you need to do to be able to win that game this coming weekend? I just think we need to stick to our systems. I mean, we have unbelievable systems going from the defensive zone to the neutral zone to the offensive zone. So I think 
um, if we stick to our systems and play it simple and not get too crazy, um, I think we'll score goals and we'll be very successful. Can we look at the at the end of the season? Do you think that the Riveters will be the, one of the teams that will be obviously playing for the championship? I mean, the last couple of years, it's very much between Boston and Buffalo. Could it be Metropolitan right. at the end of the season? I mean, I'm not looking, you know, that far in advance. I'm, you know, I try to focus on one, one weekend at a time. But um, with the way that we're, you know, gelling as a team, both on and off the ice, um, and how successful we've been thus far, with two games, um, you know, it looks promising and I'm excited to, um, see what, see what the end result is because in the back of every girl's mind on the Metropolitan Riveters is, you know, we have some unfinished business to do and we want to win that Isabel Cup for sure. A hundred percent. I just want to thank you for joining me today, Rebecca, and obviously want to wish yourself and the Riveters all the very best for the coming season. Well, thank you so much for having me. Great stuff from Rebecca. And that just about wraps up tonight's episode. I'd like to thank Emily Fluke and Rebecca Russo for joining me on the Women's Hockey Digest. You can find all the relevant social media links in the notes for the episode, including their Twitter handles. Every week, I'll be joined by players from the NWHL to discuss all things NWHL from players' perspective. But for now, I've been your host, Stephen Edwards. You can find me on Twitter at TalkSportsSteve and you can find the podcast at WH Digest. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app. All the details will be in the episode notes. But until next time, it's a good night for me.